What's up, you guys? Welcome to the March 22nd edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to go over the NBA slate for Friday. Also have uh, seven games today, and wanted to take a quick second to talk about Thursday. I know a lot of season-long players still listen to this, just because there's just fantasy goodness all around. But um, do want to talk about Thursday for a couple reasons. One, it's fantasy playoffs time, so... Those of you guys who are looking for information, want to do my best to help you guys there. But we'll still tie it in for DFS too. A lot of back-to-backs coming up on Saturday, Sunday. Um, the Grizzlies play back-to-backs. We'll talk about all that stuff too. But there's actually a crazy amount of pickups that happened last night and only a six-game Thursday. Uh, so that means a lot of punts that are going to be on the rise and so forth. Uh, again, for a six-game night, this point of the season, I thought it was kind of a really pivotal day uh, for fantasy so I do want a lot of injuries too so kind of talk about that we can talk about how that reflects going forward for I'm sure all you guys don't play just on Friday I wish we could do more of these but let's just go through Thursday real quick and skip ahead if you want Um, but anyways so we had the Wolves and Hornets couple things here lots of injuries for the Wolves we saw Derek Rose is out for the season Jeff Teague's out for the season Robert Covington's out for the season also noted that uh, Carl Towns is playing through some knee soreness. Didn't really bother him yesterday. 21-16-6. He's fine. Um, you know, use him like you normally would. I'd be a little cautious in back-to-backs if that's a, if that's ever the case. Um, Tyus is finally good. His minutes have been steadily on the rise. And uh, The Athletic had reported that he's playing through some kind of tightness because of the minutes increases. So now that he's up to where he is, I think he's going to be good to go. I really like him. Uh, both season-long and in DFS. Josh Kogi's going to play huge minutes. Not really a great season-long player, but could see him getting more shots, especially uh, if Towns ever gets dialed back a little bit. Wiggins finally shot over 50%, which like never happens. Of course, he went 3% from the, uh, from the, from the line. Excuse me. Uh, keep an eye on the bench, guys. They want to play their younger players more, so I think we may see more Kata Bates drop at some point uh, with Taj Gibson not playing with a left calf strain. Obviously, he could be missing time. But really, I think the big news of yesterday for fantasy was the Hornets are finally going young. We saw before the before Thursday in the previous game, what was that, Tuesday, I believe, Borrego said, like, oh, yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And it seemed pretty clear that he was going to do it soon. And so when we saw Nick Batum get pulled pregame uh, on the Hornets PR account that tweeted it out, and people were like, oh, is he hurt? Is the eye thing? It's like... It was pretty, I mean, based on his comments, it was not a surprise that they were going to put him on the bench. Uh, first time he's ever come off the bench with the Hornets. But Brego said after the game that he wants to stick with it and try some new combinations. I don't really buy that. I think it's more of a full-on youth movement here. They're not officially out. They're pretty close, though. Uh, if the Heat win a couple more games, they're in deep trouble there. But big takeaway here is you can't play in DFS or really even season-long Batum, obviously Parker was a DMPCD. I I don't trust Marvin. I thought he played pretty well, but I'm not really feeling uh, all that. And Biombo obviously can't be played. Uh, I'm still maybe okay on land, but I'd be nervous. I mean, don't forget, back in the summertime, we saw that the Hornets front office was like prioritizing developing Malik Monk. You fast forward to you know six seven months. And Borrego saying, oh yeah, Monk's not in the rotation now, but he'll be there at some point. So again, Borrego's been pretty much telling us that he's going to play Monk. And I think the time is now, not necessarily a guy that you're going to count on. 
But the takeaway is be careful with Lamb uh, because they're going to want to play Monk. And we thought this was going to happen after the break. Right out of the gate, they benched Lamb because we thought we'd see more Monk. Monk played terrible, didn't really get anything going. So maybe we see Monk in there. I think he's an option. I don't really like... I love Bacon, but I don't like Dwayne Bacon. Um, yeah, he's just like burnt and not delicious. Or Are you guys undercooked, overcooked? I'm a, I like a rep. Right in the middle. Normal. normal. I know some people like crispy burnt bacon. Anyways... Um, another big takeaway, I think Miles Bridges is going to be here to stay. He's coming off back-to-back double-digit board games, plays a little power forward. Not a high-usage guy, but had four assists, ball went through him a little bit more. Uh, I think he's going to be a guy that can really sort of take off season-long. He plays back-to-back on Saturday, Sunday. Plus, I think that back-to-back factor could even help him if they dial back some of their vets a little bit. So, um, I'm going to be all-in on him. Uh, I don't really like him too much against Boston, but... Whatever the other game is, I forget. I think he can be pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, um, that's another big takeaway. I don't really trust Marvin. Willie Hernan Gomez, Billy Hernan Gomez has, was solid, 23 minutes. i still a little nervous. Um, it's him. Like He's he's let me down countless times. Uh, free Willie gifts have been one of my go-tos, but he is still in the aquarium right now, not quite free. Um, FYI, my street is being repaved, and my office is right by the street so if you hear sounds it's not like nba tanks and stuff it's asphalt and other things like that so that's what that is i'm okay uh, <laughs> nba tanks are coming to get me anyways not not too much tanking by the way um the suns aren't tank- we'll get to them in a minute but the, this new lottery plan i think has worked out not many takeaways for denver you guys kind of know the drill there we'll talk about them for dfs in a second but wizards big changes there we saw trevor reason didn't play and as expected troy brown picked up most of those minutes and the other big rotation change was thomas bryant playing next to bobby portis bobby portis playing the backup five as well so it was a it was almost like a a seven-man rotation uh with only uh, seven guys seeing 20 plus minutes we saw jeff green basically play the backup to brown saw a couple minutes at the four next to Portis, and so on. So that was good for him. Um, but yeah, I'm in on Troy Brown. I think he's going to be really an excellent asset for fantasy. Um, season long, only plays one in the next four days. Plays tomorrow. Uh, I think he's going to be on... Um, I don't know what his price is yet, obviously. But if he's under 4-5, I'm in looking at him, assuming Reese is out. But Brooks said it's going to be a big opportunity for him. So they wanted to play him more last weekend. And does a lot, man. This guy plays the point. He's an excellent rebounder for a wing. Um, not the great defensive stats, but I mean that's what we don't really care too much about that in season long, especially at DK. But yeah, I think I love Troy Brown. Um, check out my column I wrote yesterday. Uh, more about him, but Thomas Bryant I think has to be added right now. Four games next week too, so um, I, I'm buying this. We saw uh, Brooks say that they want to get a look at this for kind of just some thought for the summertime to figure out. Who fits where? So, um, Promise Bryant pretty much has to be added if Bobby Portis is going to start at the four, which looks like an, a, it's going to be an option. Uh, and the rest we kind of know. Uh, Utah and Atlanta. Uh, I know I had tweeted with someone about Gobert flopping. I think it was the right play. We know Atlanta gives up massive lines to centers, just didn't have it. Low usage, didn't have any shots or turnovers until like five minutes left in the second. Strangely, hasn't blocked a shot in two games straight. Uh, hasn't happened all season, um, which is kind of weird. But um, also, he's on my season-long team, on my season-long championship team right now. I'm going for the title, and I need those blocks, man. Kind of falling apart at the worst time. 
that's kind of it. Like we know the drill there. Kind of know the drill of the Hawks too. Uh, we saw them play Collins at the five against Gobert. I thought that was a takeaway. Uh, obviously, you're going to play Collins. Had some foul trouble. It's a bad game against the Jazz for a big man like free pass. I think Tareem Prince is playing well. Kevin Herter played some point. Uh, I think Kevin Herter is going to be a pretty strong player, DFS and season long, so I do like him too. Uh, that's kind of it there. So Pistons, nothing going on too much. Uh, they smoked him in the fourth. Uh, Suns, a lot going on here. So Devin Booker started at the point. He seemed pretty upset after the game, and we saw him like two, three weeks ago when Tyler Johnson was healthy. He was saying how he likes that Johnson was kind of taking some pressure off him, blah, yada, yada, yada. But try, I mentioned the lobster bisque uh, for you Seinfeld fans, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, um, Booker's going to be fine. And again, the Suns have a four-game cushion from their lottery standing for the top top percentage, 14%. is the best you can do this year. Top three teams get that. So they have a four-game cushion. So you would think Booker's going to play. And he's going to play a lot. And he's going to play with the ball in his hands and all that good stuff. So, um, But Kelly Uber's out for the season. I think Tyler Johnson's out for the season. That explains the Jim Fredette signing. Uh, and we saw Josh Jackson go down yesterday with an ankle ankle sprain. It looked like it was way worse. Uh, I was worried about like quad tendon and all that with the way his knee really hyperflexed uh, to go further than it should bend. For uh, anyways, um, yeah, Michael Bridges monster minutes. I don't really trust Dragon Bender. I think it was a good matchup for him. Uh, keep an eye on Ray Spalding impacting him a little bit. But um, yeah, Rashawn Holmes is back. Uh, I don't hate playing Jimmer against Sacramento. Or the Jazz. Those are his next two games. Like he's supposed to get signed today. He was taking a physical on uh, when um, Thursday night, so he should get officially signed today. Um, but yeah, so that's that. Uh, Sacramento, Dallas, and news there too. Again, there's just so much news from yesterday. I just want to touch on this really quick. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is out for the season with another leg stress fracture. We saw him in his next days last season. Cost him, I believe, six weeks. So they're going to shut him down. Easy call for the medical staff. And I thought this was interesting. We clown the injury report all the time. But they basically, the injury report, like, so they listed him out with a left tibia stress fracture on the injury report. That's not a day-to-day thing. So it's kind of weird that they listed him, like, that broke the news. The injury report broke the news that he was going to miss a lot of time. So I just, I just thought that was weird. But, yeah, so Josh, uh, excuse me, Justin Jackson is hot as a score. I still don't trust him. He scored 11 points in the first, like, eight or nine minutes or first quarter or whatever, and then nothing really. This guy doesn't steal. He's among the league leaders as far as the bad guys, league low guys for deflections. Uh, doesn't block shots, doesn't assist, not a great rebounder. So, like, that's really hard, especially season long. You want guys to do more than just hit points and stuff. So I'm not really feeling him. Um, his minutes should be there. We saw Rick Kyle really talk him up. So DFS-wise, I guess, uh, if his price doesn't come up, his minutes should be pretty solid. But we know Carlisle will mix and match. Justin's actually had the revenge game factor too. Um... But yeah, uh, I think Jalen Brunson should be good to go. A disappointing game from him yesterday. I thought he would do much better. Uh, I think Maxi Kleber's probably the season-long uh, takeaway. Uh, I would easily pick him up over Justin Jackson. I do like what he can do. Does so many different things. Minutes are going to be big. They're going to pretty much bump guys up to fill Tim Hardaway Jr., who is playing mostly three, a little bit of two. Uh, so uh, Kleber's probably the big takeaway if you're looking for pickups. I don't trust Trey Burke all the way. 
but he should be safe in minutes. He'll probably back up Brunson for most of his playing time. So that's something to watch. And then Devin Harris will probably back up Doncic or so forth. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of that. Uh, Kings, Giles, thigh injury didn't look too bad. Was on the bench. They ruled him out. This is a guy who's hurt all the time. I don't think he'll be out for too long. But if he is, uh, that should give Nemanja Bielitsa a little bit more life. Um, if he starts, possibly DFS play. I don't trust him at all, uh, just because we saw he was out of the rotation back when, uh, before Bagley got hurt, you know, a month ago. So, uh, Bogdan's been horrible. Buddy Heald's finally starting to get going. It's been kind of cold on the month, and then Fox's minutes have been pretty good. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein would also benefit without Harry Giles coming off a career-high 18 boards. Uh, we are going to pretty much skip Pacers-Warriors. Uh, that was a blowout. Nothing really to take away from that. Okay, so... 13 minutes in. Let's talk about Friday's slate. And so you think Grizzlies, and you think it's like, I'm going to fade, right? But they have a pretty good rotation right now. Uh, it's pretty solid. And they're the first game of the day. But, like, for me to be feel confident about playing Grizzlies, it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel right, you know? But the, it's a good spot here. Uh, so we got Grizzlies. They play tomorrow. Uh, projected at 101 points, Magic at 108. Uh, Magic playing for their playoff lives here, so very important. The Magic are, Magic are probably one of the safest, reliable teams for what their rotation looks like. So you won't see many much, much value emerge and all that, but their stars are going to be pretty solid. Uh, so no Kyle Anderson, no Avery Bradley, no Jaron Jackson Jr., no CJ Miles. Mike Conley is doubtful for salute, general soreness. Uh, yeah, so that's a lot going on here. Um, this Memphis isn't slow either. They're actually in the middle of the pack in time per possession since the break. So this game isn't going to be as bad as you think. Like you could totally stack this thing. Um, so you're looking at the rotation here, and again, Conley. The last time Conley didn't play, Avery Bradley was there, and that's when they started Delon right next to Bradley. So, and they only played Javon Carter, who's up by the way, next to right for like two minutes so that should have some overlap uh, just because they're so thin on the wing and you think that justin holiday is going to play huge huge minutes today so just based off like pure volume i guess you could look at playing him um i think tyler dorsey's going to get some minutes and they'll probably play i would i would assume they they may even start dorsey here or something like that but um yeah so i, I do like uh, really, any Memphis player that you're thinking about playing, he should get pretty good minutes. Um, Delon's easy. Like I don't even need to talk about Delon right. You're totally playing him. Uh, he's cheap. He's going to get the huge minutes. We saw him play 42 minutes in the overtime game. Handles the ball a little bit. Good for steals. Could get some more dimes. Um, you're taking Mike Conley's usage rate off the table. Uh, last six, Mike Conley has a 27.5 usage rate over the last six. That's big, big number. So, I mean, again, DeLon is going to be super chalk, but uh, you should definitely like him. Um, so that brings us to, I guess, Bruno. Bruno's played mostly the four. Uh, we sh- I should add, to Joe Kim Noah, uh, just before I hopped on, he is going to be uh, questionable with the knee soreness. Again, back-to-back, so you can't play him now. Who He would have been in probably decent play uh, if you're looking for cheap centers. But Bruno's, I think Bruno's kind of safe. Uh, especially if Noah's out, that would assume that Rab will probably play backup. You really can't play Rab, obviously. He didn't play in the last game. But keep an eye out for Julian Washburn. 
there. But yeah, like I said, I think Dorsey may start. Um, we saw him play 23 minutes in the last game. He's mostly a two. Um, you know, some three and some matchups. They may, or maybe they start Holiday and even start Jordan Washburn. So uh, I, I just, I, I can't really totally sign on for Dorsey, but uh, you know, Holiday's going to get huge minutes. Maybe he gets hot from three. So he's an option for me. I think Bruno, as crazy as it sounds, I would consider him. Um, again, he's played pretty well. I thought he played one of his better games of the season against the Rockets. Uh, he seems to have a pretty firm grip on the starting four. It seems like a, a spot where they wouldn't change things against Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac. But I don't know. I thought he looked good. Um, and it's a similar kind of matchup without a really big-bodied four-man. But if he's not, it's the first game. So if he's not starting, you're obviously not going to play him. Uh, and don't forget, he played like seven minutes in that one start. But um, it was a big game. Uh, Jonas Valachunas versus Vooch. So Vooch has had this matchup so far. Uh, you look at this season going on a 38-minute sample, something like that. Uh, he's at 30 per 36, 31 points, 11 boards, 3 dimes. So I think Vooch could have a monster game. Uh, again, the, the Grizzlies aren't going to be very good defensively today. Uh, last year, by the way, Vooch uh, in t- 38 minutes was 17-9-3, so not that great. Uh, reverse that. So JV per 36 versus Vooch, 15-9-3, uh, 3.8 blocks, which is surprising. Uh, didn't have a lot of blocks last year, 18-12 and 12 per 36-2. So uh, edge Vooch, but obviously the price tag is a factor. So I still think Vooch is a pretty good play. Uh, especially if you're going to play a lot of cheap Grizzlies and you want to play some Magic players. Uh, and again, the Grizzlies aren't punting. They apparently want to give up this pick this year, the top eight protected pick to Boston from, I think, the Jeff Green deal. And uh, yeah, so they're pretty... Again, they're going to rest guys in the back-to-back. Like That's pretty much the, the one thing that will happen. But um, Chandler Parsons, semi-homecoming game for the Florida product. Uh, it, he's played in back-to-backs all uh, since he got the clear, the all-clear back at the break. So I guess you could look at him. Um, it, he's cheap, I guess, but it's Chandler Parsons, so a lot of things can go wrong. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm down uh, if you're feeling it. Um, so I think that covers that. Again, Magic, we're kind of we kind of know where we are here. So if you want to play really anyone, Aaron Gordon's playing pretty well. I haven't looked too much at prices here. Uh, so let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, Vooch, again, Vooch is 10-2. I think that's pretty good. It's really good. Uh, and it's weird. Like, a lot of the high-priced guys today are kind of in bad spots. What kind of? I thought that was kind of an interesting trend. Um, Giannis, Giannis against Miami, uh, banged up. Harden has struggled against San Antonio. Paul George is going to get Kawhi. Kawhi is going to get Paul George. So, I mean, Westbrook and Vooch are probably the two safest high-priced guys to me. Uh, so... There's that. I think Aaron Gordon's fine at 7-8. I don't really love him. Um, Terrence Ross is an option at 56 hundo. Uh, I hate DJ Augustine. Jonathan Isaac's really cooled off. Blocks have kind of dissipated. Had that four-block game the other day, but before that, he kind of fell apart there. So he's been kind of lackluster. Uh, and Forney is actually cheap. Uh, he's 5-6, so that's another guy. So this game is pretty stackable. I mentioned Bruno. If he's starting at 4,000, I think that's a good price. Um, but yeah, just, Justin Holiday and DeLon uh, are pretty much like locked and loaded. Um, Justin Holiday's 3-7 on Fandle. That's just way too cheap. And DeLon's also way too cheap. Uh, DeLon's 51. Like If he was like 7,000, I still think he'd be in play. 
Uh, so Dewan's going to get massive minutes, should get more uses. This guy can score pretty well. He likes up-tempo, too. So like I said, Memphis has played faster lately. I think they're 19th um, since the break in time per possession. So a lot going on. Uh, I'll add that Clifford had mentioned that MCW is one of the best defenders he's ever coached, perimeter defenders. So that was kind of an interesting quote. So that takes Jerry and Grant off the board for me. Uh, okay. So I think that covers that game. Let's move on. We got uh, the highest team of the night is the Clippers, not surprisingly, at the Cavs. Uh, Kevin Love banged heads with Eric Bledsoe. He looked out of it, man. So he was uh, there about 20 seconds, call it, in, in the first half. And he took him a good minute to get up. And he wasn't moving up and down the court. And then when he went to the locker room, he took his jersey off. And so I was thinking, like, does this dude know what half it is right now? Why is he taking his jersey off? So good to hear he's okay. This guy's had multiple concussions in his career, so fantastic news. I would still be risky. Be it'd be risky to play him. Uh, I love this matchup. The Clippers front court gives a lot of points, so I could see him being productive. And his minutes have been starting to rise, but you know, just coming off that scary injury, and it was pretty much Larry Drew who pulled him. Uh, he said that he just didn't look himself, and he's right. Um, even uh, he played until nine ten, I believe, in, in the second, or the third quarter. Excuse me. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to play Kevin Love, I'm. I mean, I won't fight you on it. I think I love this matchup for him. Uh, he's eight uh, one again. If, this is a pretty stackable game. Cavs playing pretty well. So again, there's not a lot of high priced players that you really can trust today. So if you want to go kind of middle of the pack, uh, I definitely. And you don't want to play Vooch or whatever. Obviously, different positions and. You know, you can get a, you can get Westbrook in there, Love in there, a lot of other guys too. So uh, I'm down with that. I think Larry Nance is a little bit risky since Love's going to be in there. Uh, he made a lot of his money on Wednesday when Love was out. He checked in for Love and just really took off in the second half. Um, so he's a little bit of a dicey play. Uh, I think Ante Zizic is pretty safe. He's 4-4, one of the better cheap centers out there. He seems to be locked in at the center spot. Uh, Love being back does hurt him. I think they're going to want to try to play Love and Nance next to each other and prob- probably close that one. So you're pretty much banking on Jijic. Uh, Iron Eagle calls him Ante Jijic. I-, I will trust Iron Eagle over anything, but the Cavs announcers call him Zizic. So I thought that was just kind of... Uh, I'll take Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle is my, probably my favorite play-by-play guy. The the puns are, are the top-notch. But anyways, so... You can play Colin Sexton, I guess, if you want. Uh, again, this should be a pretty high-scoring game. He's 6-3. He scored 27, excuse me, 23 points in 7 straight. Uh, his minutes are really high without Della Vadova. But, again, this guy needs to score massive points because he doesn't really dime, doesn't rebound, doesn't steal. So, I think that's a little pricey. I don't really feel it. Uh, I'd rather go elsewhere. But if you want to, uh, I think Jetty Osman could be fine. That's kind of it there. Uh, So let's talk about the Clippers. We saw some quotes from Doc. Uh, He said, and let's put this in context. So they had a couple days off, and they were talking about, you know, just flying in to Cleveland last. They also, according to Doc, if I have this right, they flew in last night at 7, and they practiced last night. Um, So I don't know if they're going to shoot around today. Probably not. But... Uh, and he said that they went really hard and shoot around the other day. So, And he also mentioned, that, so what I'm getting to, he said, quote, rest is huge for us. So you can take that two ways. One, they're going to stick, guys. Makes me think of Gallo. Not here. Not a back-to-back. Um, and then two, it's like, oh, when we can get 
guys to relax, we use that time, which I thought was a bigger takeaway. So keep an eye on that. Uh, I will report on every Doc Rivers quote I can. Uh, a couple other Doc quotes. He did say he wants to tinker with the second unit. He said we want to use big and small lineups in the second unit. He said he's still trying to find some things to work in the playoffs. So careful there uh, with a couple guys. Uh, this this seems like a matchup where they want to go bigger, so maybe we see some extra Jermichael Green uh, and what's a really friendly matchup if you want to go there for kind of an off-the-board punt. And uh, he also had mentioned... Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander had played really well. Uh, he said it was nice to have guys that make plays. Obviously, the SGA versus Sexton matchup should be pretty fun. Uh, I think SGA is possibly a guy to look at. He's 5'3", so that's a little high. There's other guys that are kind of in the same neighborhood that you read. Obviously, Dylan Wright's a no-brainer preferred play. Um, but, yeah, uh, something to look at there. Uh, he also really talked up Landry Shamit, or Shams as he calls him. Uh, that's uh, he, he, he said that he made so many plays uh, off action to really drive their offense. He just really, really talked him up. So I think Shaman could get good minutes today. He's only 4,000, so if you're looking for a guy under four in a great, great matchup, uh, I do like him quite a bit. And, yeah, and it kind of covers that. Let's move on. Uh, Nuggets on a back-to-back. They played last night in D.C. They are at the Garden. Uh, 114-103. Uh, Knicks have some guard issues here. Kadeem Allen was a late scratch in the last one. He is probable with illness. Should be back out there. I believe Frank Nielakina is going to play. So they had put him in the G League for practice. And he may have played may have played in the last game. But they wanted to get him one more practice. So he's questionable. I think he's going to play. Uh, so really no fantasy impact. I think the fantasy impact out, off that one is you can't play Kadeem Allen now. And you maybe aren't as in on Dotson. Uh, Dotson was pretty much getting all he could handle in the last game. His price is too high, too. Uh, I don't If if Neil Keen is out, then maybe. Uh, and I would have liked Dotson just because he's going to play 40 minutes or you know, 35, 40 minutes. Um, going to handle the ball more. He's probably their best shooter on the team. So that's pretty good. We saw Kevin Knox play 47 minutes in the last game. I think he's going to play huge minutes again. He's only 5'1". So I'm down. Uh, I don't really like this game for stacking. Uh, it's nice that the Nuggets are in a back-to-back and on the road to make this maybe close, but I don't know. I'd be a little nervous. Uh, I guess just sticking with the Knicks to finish them off. Moody A revenge game time? Uh, I'm down. Uh, he's he's not too expensive. I think he's got 32 minutes in the bag. He's going to pan on the ball a lot. He's 5-2. Uh, I'd prefer DeLon, personally. But... Um, you know, I love a good revenge game narrative. He's at home. Um, again, no DSJ is huge. Um, even Kadeem Allen, maybe he's limited. I think no Alonzo Trier could be big for him too. So it's a pretty good spot for Moutier if you're if you're all revenge all the time. Um, this is definitely one may want to take advantage of. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, rebounding has improved. DeAndre Jordan and Knicks assistant Pat Sullivan have been working with him on rebounding. And... Uh, he's going to shoot threes soon. He's been shooting threes after practice and going to do it in games eventually. Uh, so stretch Mitch being a stretch five should be pretty awesome. Uh, he's five seven, a little pricey, but he'll probably play late in this game. Obviously, it's going to be uh, it's tough to play him here um, with the front court mostly healthy. Vonley is also questionable, which explains why we saw Knox play big minutes and uh, Mary Hazonia, uh, whose price has gone up now. Um, he would be. I guess someone to consider if he starts. Uh, I, I thought it was, I guess, valuable to his to how much he can apply to the Knicks 
uh, starting against the Jazz. Against Derek Favors, you would think they wouldn't want to play a bigger four like Luke Cornett or whoever. But I guess that means they're going to stick with them until Von Lee's back, maybe even beyond that if, if Von Lee does return. So uh, if he starts, I guess you can consider him. And by the way, Jim Riverdet is officially a Phoenix Sun. So that will be. I almost want to do a special DFS pod tomorrow to talk about the Suns. Uh, should be a fun one against the Kings. Good, good game to stack up there. Um, I should have mentioned Brandon Knight, by the way. He's only 4-2. His minutes have been up pretty good, so I think he's an option at 4-2. Um, skipped over here. I'm sorry. I guess Nuggets. I mean, nothing wrong with Jokic. Uh, back-to-back. Um, played a close game. Should be pretty solid. We know that Malone's going to have the offense go through him. Um, I think push comes to shove. I'd probably rather play Vooch. But, um, yeah. Uh, Jokic is better at home. Much better at home. So, I'm worried about the blowout here. A couple more dings on you. I think Vooch has a higher floor, but obviously Jokic has a higher ceiling because he's Jokic. Uh, I think Gary Harris is playing better. I was impressed with how he looked early in the first on Thursday. Um, much more aggressive. He's actually going to the basket more. Only 4-8. I don't hate that price. I could definitely see Jamal Murray kind of doing a game at the Garden where he goes off. Uh, Paul Millsat is playing some of his best ball of the season. He's someone I would consider but again i'm worried about a blowout here i just think denver kills them uh they just the knicks just don't have the offense or the defense to hang with this team in my opinion um yeah so let's move on probably one of the better games of the day for mainstream uh thunder 112 at raptors 115 we just saw these teams play the other day um still no lowry so they pretty much chalk city is fred van vliet at five six and delon wright at 5-1, like, those are the guys you're going to want to play. I mean, I, I love West. It's pretty much those two in Westbrook. I love a cheap point guard. I mentioned Shams, but those are your three guys. Um, it's tough to fade Westbrook, but, I mean, I think Van Vliet's in a fantastic spot. Um, Paul George is going to be on Kawhi, just to touch on that really quick. So, in the last game, uh, PG was on Kawhi. So this is Kawhi stats. Uh, for 39 possessions, only allowed nine points. Um, next closest was Westbrook at 16 points, 16 possessions for two points. PG with Kawhi on him, only eight points uh, on 42 possessions. Danny Green a very distant second with nine possessions for six points, I believe. Um, he was on him when George went on that quick little nine point stretch before he fouled out. So, if I had to pick between Kawhi or Paul George, it would easily be Kawhi for me. Uh, he's 9-9. I just trust him more. Going to have more ball handling responsibilities. Doesn't have a 35 usage player next to him. So I could see Kawhi busting out at home. That said, this is Kawhi Leonard. Uh, he sits a lot of games. I need to know for sure 100% he's playing. We should, ha- we should have that information with the start time here. So... Uh, Kind of into him, not a whole lot though. Uh, into Pascal Siakam, we saw him have a huge game in the last one. He's been terrific without Lowry on the floor on the season. He's twenty-eight and four in a seven hundred thirty-four minute sample. He's pricey, but I think he could be worth it. Um, I think if I think I'd rather play Love if I hear good things about Love playing. Uh, Kevin Love's eight-one and Siakam is eight-four, so that's I think that's edge Love. Um, again, that Clippers. I think that Clippers game could be a little closer than you think. Uh, the Cavs, the Cavs play pretty well with love, with love. I've talked about this a couple times. So, 
But yeah, this game could be pretty stack fest. I mean, if you want to play FEV and you want to play Kawhi and maybe Westbrook, like if you want to fade DeLon Wright, which I don't think is out of the question, and you really want to stack this game up, that could be a pretty good one to go with. Um, it's tough to play Mark, Gasol, or Serge. We saw Gasol's minutes were really dwindling late. I think he was at 20 minutes, but then he played the final, whatever it was, eight or nine minutes to boost him. Um and then Serge, first game off suspension. Now he's back. Um, five seven for him. I'm not. There's so much better you could do than that to me. Uh, I don't care about revenge game than that one. Um, besides him, I mean Jeremy Grant should play pretty good minutes. Uh, I'm not too into Danny Green. His numbers are actually worse without Lowry on the floor. Um, can't play Jeremy Lin. Not really feeling Norm Powell. So that game isn't as stack fest as you may think. Um, but yeah, I mean, Dennis Schroeder, I thought he was all right late, but part of that was because Paul George uh, had fouled out for the OT. So yeah, let's move on. Uh, another good game here Spurs at Rockets, 108 114. Rockets favored at home. Uh, Rockets are healthy, except for Kenneth Freed being probable. Uh, Lonnie Walker's going to get called up. That was announced this morning. Uh, so let's start with James Harden. He's actually been pretty bad against the Spurs most of his career. Uh, and Derek White held him down uh, this season. He's only 8 of 32 against Derek White on 63 possessions for 22 points and 8 dimes. That's, uh, you know, 22 and 8 and 63 is pretty good for most, but not for Harden uh, with high usage. So I don't know. Uh, this if I'm, I don't like to fade hard, never, and I'll never tell you not to. But this isn't the best spot for him. Uh, so he's someone... Uh, I still like him a lot, especially if you're going to play those two stud point guards. Or, you know, cheap point guards, Wright and Van Vliet. Then you want to play Harden or whatever. And there's not too many, like, cheap point uh, shooting guards today. So it's not a smash spot for Harden. But I don't know. Uh, and then tied to that, just quickly on DK. Chris Paul is too cheap today uh, on DraftKings. So I do like him on that. Uh, he's actually still viable against the Spurs, too. He's only 8-2. That's really good for Chris Paul. Uh, Non-back-to-back set. Should be pretty much good to go. Uh, Daniel House is going to get minutes again, even with Eric Gordon starting. I'm not totally in love with him, but at 4-2, I think it's still, if you want to go after this one, sure. Um, but, yeah, uh, Eric Gordon will start today. He's 5-2. It's too high. Uh, and then Quinn Capella should see big minutes. Uh, he's 8-2. Um, definitely on board with him if you want to you know, go kind of middle of the pack down from Jokic or Vooch. Uh, Spurs, I think we'll see some Jakob Pertle, who's really fallen off in the last couple games. 4-7, still a little high. There's other cheap guys you could play instead. So, not two into him. I think Derek White, who's been cold. Uh, he's cold from the field, which is not very often happening for him. But 5-6, we know he's going to play a lot of defense on Harden. Obviously, that means a lot of steals potential. Um, you know, I could see Derek White having a good game. You know, he's in he's in that Van Vliet right tier, so his usage his ownership will be really really low. And yeah, that's kind of it there. Uh, I'll add these teams have been playing pretty slow since the break. They're both in the bottom seven for time per possession, so this game may not be as high scoring as you may think. Okay, so let's move on here. We got Miami. They play tomorrow. And we've got the Bucks. Uh, 113 for the Bucks, 105 for the Heat. And just as I uh, was reading, when I slowed down, it was because the Heat put their injury report out. 
and that is Adebayo is going to play. So he was questionable. Uh, I would have been shocked if he didn't play. Uh, I would assume it's from some contact he had the other night, but just a bruise. I like him. He's 6'4". I think that's a pretty decent matchup. They're going to have to play in big minutes, probably a lot on Giannis too, so I expect him to have some um, good opportunity. He himself said he's playing the best ball of the season. Uh, I think he led the Heat and assists the last game. Just this guy can do so much on the stat sheet. Uh, and again, this game should be... Uh, the, the The Bucks play pretty fast. The Bucks, I think, are number four. I didn't write this down. Number four since time per possession. And the Heat are slow. They're like 27th or 28th. There it is, 28th for the Heat. Um, but yeah, this should be you know, a decent spot. Miami has a tough schedule ahead of them, so they're going to give it all they can. Uh, Winslow and Magruder are out, as expected, so... No-brainer play there is going to be Derek Jones Jr. at small forward at 3-7. Minutes have been really high. Stats haven't been there yet, so perhaps he gets going in this spot. Um, yeah, uh, so I do like uh, airplane mode a little bit uh, if you're looking for cheap guys to play. Uh, Goran Dragic has played pretty well, so I think he's someone you can take a look at at 5-8. Again, he's in that DeWan Wright FEV range, so I would probably give the edge to those guys by a decent margin. You know, Dragic isn't going to be totally unleashed here. Um, Josh Richardson, uh, he's 6'4". I always am down for Josh if you're looking for a low-owned guy, but not feeling him too much. Uh, it's going to be really tough to play Hassan Whiteside just because of the way that the Bucks are going to stretch the floor. But he is 5, freaking 5. That's really, really, really cheap. So I could get on board with that. Just um, If you want to kind of... He'll probably be pretty high-owned just because that's so cheap for him. But again, it's a bad matchup. Uh, I think Bam picks up 30 minutes to or, you know, 28 minutes to Hassan's 20-ish. So uh, I would prefer Bam, even though they play different positions. Um, yeah, that kind of does it. So I mentioned Giannis at a couple minutes earlier, and I can't play him today. Uh, I don't like the matchup against the Heat. He's mostly flopped against them. He's had a couple good games. And he just missed time. We saw the last time he had a knee injury and they sat him. They dialed him back. Didn't even close out. Uh, what, against Sacramento, I believe it was? Nah, man. Can't do it. Uh, we know he's progressing and all this. Like, I, I just can't. Like, I know Giannis could still smash in 28, 29 minutes, but highest priced guy in the slate. Not really feeling it. Um,. I mean, I guess I'm into Eric Blitz a little bit at 7-8, coming off a pretty good game, and Middleton's playing better. But So where the value is here, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, DJ Wilson, 3-9, uh, one of the better cheap power forward plays today. Uh, I think he's going to get 22-23 minutes with no Miritich and possibly a dial back Giannis. So a possible punt there. Uh, and Pat Connaughton's been just tremendous. Minutes are surging. Played mid-30s last couple. So I'm into him at 4-9. Uh, it's not not great, but I think it's still a guy you could look at. Does a little bit of everything. Threes, gets some nice transition buckets. Uh, occasional blocks. Uh, he had a pretty high block rate earlier this season. It fell down a little bit. I'm uh, not really feeling Ghostface Ilya. Ursan Ilya Silva to the un- uninitiated. So... Um, yeah, who else? I think that kind of does it for those guys. Um, this injury report. Uh, Sterling Brown still probable. Can't play him. George Hill still probable. Can't play him. DiVincenzo's out. And Pau Gasol's also out. So, uh, and yes, the Bucks are the fourth fastest offense since the break uh, per, per time per possession. All right. You like revenge games, I hear, right? 
Uh, how about D'Angelo Russell coming off arguably the best quarter of the season? Uh, he is at LA, uh, 117 for the Nets, 114 for the Lakers, no Allen Crabb. Lance did practice yesterday. He is questionable. Josh Hart did not practice yesterday. He is questionable. I think he's out. Uh, Hart had talked to, said he's going to talk to the doctors at the end of the week. Possible shutdown coming, so do not play Josh Hart today. Uh, LeBron did half of practice. He is probable. He is expected to play according to Luke Walton. Can't play LeBron in a late start. Can't do it. Uh, the Lakers are facing elimination tonight if they lose. This is not good. Uh, uh, Scott Machado, according to Luke Walton, quote, we'll get a chance to play. I read that as in possibly today if guys are out. But it sounds like they're not planning on playing him today. So it would have to be someone getting hurt, foul trouble. You know, maybe LeBron not playing. Guys get slid down, so on and so forth. But they're, they're going to see how LeBron feels. I can't play LeBron. I mean, you could maybe play him in one or two lineups, but... I can't invest a lot in LeBron playing today. Um, I'm terrified. We saw him get the load management tag before, but in the last game, he got the groin tag, which sounds gross. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, you, I, I, I'm not into it. I'm not into LeBron. Um, I'd ra- much rather play Kawhi um, for you know, pretty much the same price. Um, other Lakers. I want to play Mo Wagner so bad. I think it could be in such a good spot against this poor Nets interior defense, uh, especially with LeBron out. Um, So I think he's going to be off the radar. Uh, He's been kind of crappy. He's 3-5, so you can't get any cheaper. So if he just flops, drop that. Um, And, you know, there's not – if you're going to play non-all studs, um, definitely a guy I would consider. Uh, I think Kyle Kuzma could be pretty good in a smash spot. Uh, he's safe. He's 6'3". I think that's a good price and against a team that's playing faster. We saw the Nets were really, really slow earlier this season. And since the break, these two teams, this is the only matchup where both teams are top 10 in time per possession. Um, they're, I think, 5 and 9, something like that. So this should be a pretty fast game. Uh, again, the two LA games are, are really games to stack. The um, Memphis versus the Magic game's a good one. So a lot of ways to really skin this cat or categories if you're in playing Stream Fest. But again, I do like Kuzma. Uh, I'm always into Alex Caruso. I'm a little bit. I'm not going to play Rajon Rondo, but like Caruso and Wagner. If you want a straight punt, I'm down with that. And uh, I don't. I guess you could like McGee. I don't. Uh, I'm just terrified. I just think that I just think much like I was saying with the Hornets. Like Walton said, he's gonna cut guys back. It's just when they get eliminated, and that's gonna happen probably tonight or at least tomorrow. Um, so I just can't. I just can't do it. Uh, I, don't, I just don't trust any of these older dudes. I don't trust Rajon. Um, obviously, I'm not gonna play Lance. I don't trust LeBron anymore. Obviously, for season long, he's still playing, but I don't know. Um, I kind of skipped over DeMar DeRozan, by the way. Uh, I kind of like him. Uh, 9,000. Rudy Gay also. Sorry. Kinda skipped. I just saw that. Okay, Nets. So, D'Angelo. He's priced up pretty hard, and that's justified. And I just want to add. So, if you watch this game, and per- me personally, I also said, yo, the Nets, point- Nets power forwards are giving them nothing. 
So for 11.7 of the fourth quarter minutes, they played D'Lo, Travion Graham, Rodion's Kurutz, Jared Dudley, and Ronda Hall-Shepperson for 11.7 with a plus 89.3 net rating. First time that lineup's used all season. And it does that. So just the stones on Kenny Atkinson to roll with that with D'Lo and four power forwards never used before uh, in that spot. And for it to come through is just just like, you know, props, props, man. So takeaways from that aren't much uh, other than D'Lo possibly being the man. So we saw a couple games ago, Atkinson was on him. He's like, always oh, hit the wall, you know, try to pass more to get you going. And since that happened, he is hot. So... You know he should be in the in the near ten thousand dollar range. He's gonna close this game out. It's gonna be close, I think. It's on the road. No back to back factors here. So really check all the boxes uh, for D'Angelo. Gonna have probably a poor defender on him most of the time, or a banged up one. Whether it's Josh Hart with a gimpy knee. So it's a pretty good spot for him. Uh, other nets that you could look at. I'm a little bit interested in Jared Allen uh, just because I think this could be a good spot for him against. Javel and some pick and roll action and all that stuff. So I do like him. Uh, Spence, uh, Spence is five five. So you're, again, you're in that Delon Wright kind of tier. Uh, I think that's an option. But again, he's going to be super low owned. Um, Karis Levert's been really bad. He's going to start again with no Allen Crab. So um, you know, not too many cheap shooting guards. So I think you could take a look at him. And that's kind of it there. I don't really trust Kurutz. I uh, don't really trust Joe. I mean, Joe Harris is fine. I'm always a Joe Harris guy. He's normally pretty four one. Could get hot from three. So if you want to stack this game up, um, then definitely can put him in there. All right. So I think that kind of covers it here. I don't know what else we can talk about. We're already 45 minutes by myself. I need a beverage uh, to. I'm getting allergies, man. So. We're going to get out of here on that. I uh, hope this was helpful. Uh, I'm going to try to get another pod in here for season longs. Uh, but again, I'll just add for the season long people listening. If the guy's hurt and he's out for two, and he's not playing for two days, like say Auto Porter the other day, didn't play on Wednesday, was off for two days, could miss more time, just drop him, man. Like, no big deal. He's going to. Your guys are smart. All right, so we're out of here on that. You guys enjoy your weekend. We're almost there. Uh, only three Fridays left on the regular season, and it's kind of crazy. We're almost, we're almost there. So, again, take care. Catch you next time.